Hi friends, welcome back to the Soulful Veda podcast. This is Angelica here today and just giving you a little update on what's happening celestially. Um, When I say that, I mean astrologically uh, before we get into this episode today. So when this episode comes out, it'll be around April 5th and April 6th is actually a really great day because Jupiter's moving from Capricorn to Aquarius and Jupiter has been in Capricorn for a while. And while Capricorn energy is great, it's very much that hard work and that responsibility. At times it can feel like we're moving really slow and it can feel like we kind of have this like stuck energy because Capricorn is related to the earth element. And so now that Jupiter is going into Aquarius, Aquarius is very much that creative and inspired action um, type of energy, it is going to be way more expansive for Jupiter and Jupiter is going to feel much more comfortable and at home here. So Jupiter is really indicative of our ability to expand, but specifically with our career and spiritually So without this constrictions that we often feel with Capricorn and Aquarius, we may see that the the seeds that we have been planting for our careers are going to come into fruition into full bloom and things, spiritual advancements. If you've been working on really strengthening your intuition and receiving messages, you might start to feel more clarity here. And of course, I'm speaking for the collective. And as you all may know from learning Vedic astrology, that Vedic astrology is really based on your unique chart. So specifically where Jupiter is placed in your chart, um, it's going to be different for all of us, but just as a collective, we should start to feel a lot more freedom coming on April 6th, if there was any type of restriction. So curious to see how that all lands with you. I know Rachel and I are really excited for this and we're already starting to feel this flow state really come in. Rachel actually visited me in LA this weekend and it was so beautiful because it's the first time I'd seen her since Thanksgiving and also the first time that she, we, me, her and I had been in LA together and it was just a beautiful weekend of hiking in the mountains all day and going to our favorite plant Base, restaurants, doing all the things that we love to do, and um, even things that maybe you would consider not so Ayurvedic. I one of the things that I love doing is staying up really late. I I don't drink or I don't do anything to that extent, but I just love just being around people and community and friends that I really love and just to share those moments and whether that's staying up and singing or playing card games, it just fills me up. So I am just so full for the weekend and we're really taking in that energy into this 2021 of, okay, like that doesn't have to be just a separate account that we're starting to see things open up in the whole world too. And how can we really keep this expansive energy in everything that we do? So from the moment that you wake up, what are those first words that you say to yourself and how can you have this expansive, abundant energy imbued in everything that you do? And we talk about this a lot. This is very much what it's like to live your dharma, right? Living your dharma doesn't just mean your career. It can for sure, but it's really about imbuing it into every aspect of your life. So I hope you all are feeling this fresh new energy. We'd love to hear from you on what you are experiencing on that level. Um, Something that Rachel and I love to do is stay connected with our community. And we do that mainly through our DMs and Instagram. So feel free to chat with us deeper on there about that. And Today's episode, I feel like I always say it's my favorite episode because I just love podcasts and hearing everyone in our community's stories and what they're doing in this work and how they're really embodying their dharma. But today's guest, Martha Sofa from Surya Spa, really is a true embodiment of her work. And you can feel it and you can hear it in her voice. I mean, it was such a magnetic conversation. I'm really excited for everyone to get into it. And for those who don't know Martha, uh, Martha is an internationally acclaimed Ayurvedic Panchakarma expert. So Panchakarma is basically known as an Ayurvedic cleanse, and she has her own spa in Los Angeles that is very well known. She is an Ayurvedic chef. She is an herbal rosianist. She is a master Ayurvedic pulse di- diagnostician. And she's also been seen on a lot of social media uh, different interfaces. She's been on The Doctor Show. She's been in Vogue and Vanity Fair and Style, Allure, LA Times, New York Magazine, Goop. I mean, she is just 
such a jet setter. Um, and it's so beautiful to see someone in our Ayurvedic community just completely thriving. And in this episode, we really go into more about Martha and her story, because I think it's going to be so powerful for a lot of our community members to see that transformation and where she came from. She actually started working in IBM. And then what really started her spiritual awakening, we go into the depths of that and how she found Ayurveda and how it really brought her to Surya Spa something that we find in our community is that a lot of you want to start your own businesses. So I really made sure we asked those questions on how did that come about and what needed to happen there. And it's so beautiful because she knew to, in order to start embodying her Dharma, she had to be in alignment with nature, which is very much the epitome of Ayurveda, right? Living in alignment with the five elements. And she beautifully talks about how she was able to do that. And once she did, how everything just naturally came to her, how she's an amazing manifester. And we talk about all the different stories throughout her lifetime. It's so inspiring. And then we go into Panchakarma, which is the Ayurvedic cleanse, because we're in Kappa season, as you know, and it's perfect time to be cleansing. And her spa, she's opening up her location at the proper hotel in Santa Monica, and it'll be open on April 1st. And it's so exciting because she's been working so hard on it. And we go into depth of all the amazing amenities that she's going to have at her spa. And we also start to talk about what those experiences really look like at her clinic. And she goes into depth of the metaphysical experiences that her clients have have had. And it's so inspiring. You can hear it in my voice. I'm just in shock because the experiences are unlike anyone has ever heard of before. So these are really for it's really, that's why I love about Ayurveda. It's the physical body meeting the etherical body. And this is just the perfect example of how that all works. So if you love Ayurveda and that tangibility, but are still curious on the mystical side to it, this is the perfect episode for you to really dive deep and see where that connection really happens. And we even go into what imbalances the collective has been feeling during COVID and how that has shifted. I thought it was so interesting. And she is just such a beaming light. I can't say that enough. You're going to enjoy this episode so, so much. So grab your cup of tea and listen to Martha Sofer just take you away. And I do have to say, if you are in LA, you definitely need to book um, an appointment. You can do a consultation or you can book an appointment to get any of the Ayurvedic treatments, you can even go and get a full-on panchakarma if you want that deep, immersive experience at suryaspa.com. And you can also find more about Surya Spa at Surya Spa Ayurveda on Instagram. Martha is always posting really fun IGTVs and you get to see her in, in person. And I cannot rave more about the spa. And also, if you're in LA, you probably already know that you can go to Irwan and get her amazing bread. I personally love her vegan uh, apple pie bread. It's so yummy. So definitely there's so many ways. And if you're not in LA too, you can also order her bread online. I did that when I was living in Chicago. You have to have it if you have not tried it. It is so delicious and it has Ayurvedic herbs infused into it. And it's just wonderful. I can't rave about that enough. So sit back, grab your cup of tea and really enjoy Hearing this wisdom and love from a true guru and Ayurvedic leader, Martha Sofer. Welcome to Soful Veda's podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal imbalances in the mind, body, and spirit. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello, beautiful community. Welcome to another episode at Soulful Veda. We are so completely honored to have um, the divine Martha Sofer here on our podcast today. Her energy is so magnetic and we are so blessed to have her and for this episode. So thank you for your presence, Martha. No, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel honored to be part of your Soul Veda uh, podcast. Um, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, and we like to jump right into it. So I would love to start to hear 
And I know some of our community members have probably heard of your story before, but I would love to hear what was really the catalyst for your spiritual awakening? I really think what really made it was TM because I was not, I was working, I was on computers, I was, uh, I was working for IBM. I was working for, in that time, a company called Senec, which was an engineering company. I was doing some programming and, um, and then I was introduced to TM through a friend of my family. And, uh, and as soon as I learned TM, it, it just totally changed my life. But it was like, you know, you had some changes with certain, certain things in your life, but TM really changed. It was like uh, my life totally changed. It was so amazing. You know how when you do something that is supported by nature, that you get someone that is that everything appears and everything happens, Mm -hmm. which the correct way. This was like that. It was I learned October 28, 1988. And then after I learned, uh, it was the way my visa was like the people that helped me with the visa wow. the because my family wasn't going to help me the boyfriend who I was who I was uh uh going out that we kind of break up during that time the mom helped me get all the statements for the banks and to be able to send it to to get my student visa and it was just really amazing how and how did I accept it someone that is not even close to my family to get the papers it was uh, and how I sold my apartment and my car. It was like, like literally like magic. Wow. So into this thing that I had no idea because I was thinking that I was going to continue doing computer science. And okay. so when I got to the Marishi school, that now is, mm. that is an incredible awakening. If you go to a place totally. that you want to be awakened, it cannot be better than that because, well, you know, in that school, you the whole community meditates at seven yeah. o'clock in the morning. Are you, are you referring to Maharishi in Iowa City? Yeah, in in in, in Fairfield, Iowa. Yes, and that's where yeah. you trained. That's where I trained. Oh, and beautiful! So we are talking about this is in nineteen uh, eighty nine, beginning of nineteen eighty nine. So, uh, being so fortunate that my life that was kind of the spiritual awakening that I was having that I had no idea. So anything that I tried to do with computer science there, it, it just got blocked, blocked everything. I had jobs that I had lined up just like it was not working. So little that I know, then I, I got introduced to Ayurveda in the, in the dining room at the university and, and something just like sparkle. And I was like, I really want to try this. I want to, to the smell of the oils really call my attention. So I, that's when I did an Abhyanga and a Shirdara. And for whoever, if your students don't know what Abhyanga is, it's a forehand massage. And the Shirdara is the Purna on the forehead. And that, again, changed my life. Totally. So that was an incredible spirit awakening there, like being introduced to all the Vedas. And, and then, so when you go to school, you have every day you meditate at seven and then, and then at five o'clock and then the whole university goes. It's not like the only time that you don't go is when you have your period. Um, so then you, you, you can stay home. But then after that, they, uh, I learned the CDs, which is an advanced program. So when you learn TMs, only 20 minutes. When you do the CDs, where you learn the sutras, then it becomes 45 minutes or, or an hour. And that was another incredible um, jump into places. And, and I went to places through the transcendence that it was wow. so incredible. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Were you learning to astral travel in those realms? Is that what you're referring to? Well, through the through the Patanjali Sutras, that that's where they come from. Uh, you yes, you, it's it just like the experiences were so amazing. And when you are meditating, and in that time, Maharishi was doing courses, so people from the whole United States will come. So the the university, every tennis court, every 
because everything was covered because of winter. So they would fill it up with foam. So everybody would sit down and meditate. So we were three, thirty five hundred, four hundred people, four thousand people meditating. Wow. That's so it was really powerful. So the meditations and the experience that I have with when you have so many people. And that's what Maharishi wanted to bring uh, consciousness. Totally. So when a lot of people meditate, so then you bring the awareness, it like expands through not only the place you are, but for, you know, right. people, people get your place. neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes it so much more powerful. I had that same experience when I was going through my one of my trainings in India and we would always meditate on the Ganga River at the at the foothills every day all together. And like that was so of course powerful being by Mother Ganga, but also just the power of community, like really meditating together. What were, if you can recall, some of those transcendental experiences that you were having? Oh, um, I think I think the one, the one that, the, one of the most amazing experiences that I have, I had an experience with Ganesh. Mm-hmm. Um, that Ganesh came and he, he, he showed me this treatment, uh, the, how, what to do to this person. And so I, and then I started doing it to more people, obviously. But when I did that, it's not in the text. I was just like, it just came to me. It was like, what, wow. And then I was doing it to him, and it was such an incredible experience. It's like my my, my skin is crawling. Oh my. <laughs> and, and then the other experience that I had, it was that it was uh, I've seen Christ, so Christ um, once or twice. Wow. Um, this, those I think are like the Ganesh one. It really totally. impacted me on that one. Yeah. Wow. Is the yeah. and what was the was the treatment in Ayurveda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was a treatment that you do to the third eye. Wow. And so he was teaching me how to do that, what to do that. So it was like a download and just do it. And then after that, I went and did it. And it was, that person had an incredible experience. Wow. Was that like a specific download treatment for you or is it coming from the ancient texts? It was for me. I, I haven't seen that treatment in the ancient text. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so incredible. And that was that was just from when you started to learn the cities and you started to have the 45-minute meditations. Yes. Wow. So you started to study um, at the Maharishi School and you were just doing courses or were you living there as well? No, I was living there. Uh, I was there for three years, three and a half years. Um, I did the whole Ayurvedic program. And I, and I feel now that I see back how fortunate I was to be introduced to that, um, to be able to study with Triguna. I don't know if you heard about Triguna. No, I have not. Triguna is, oh, it was an amazing, he, he died already, but he, um, if you see the Maharishi products, he's the one that is in the middle. This oh. is an incredible Vaja. And, and he was able to take your pulse in one second. And he will say that he was able to, travel inside your body through the poles wow. and was able to fix or see what is that needed to be done and then come out. Wow. And then in India, he will have like lines of incredible amount of people that came to see him. When, so when he came, he was one of the people that I've learned uh, pulse diagnosis with. Um, and then Dr. Monahar and Dr. Rayu and Dr. Moss and all those uh, Vajas. So I was very lucky to be able to work just with them every day. Wow. Yeah, the pulse diagnostic is so interesting and something that I'm always wanting to explore deeper and fine tune. What did you feel, what was kind of your journey with understanding the pulse and what are some of the downloads that you receive now when you give pulse diagnostics? Well, I'm so excited to be able, like, today I haven't, today I was just taking the polls of someone that, that during this week that were doing trainings. So I have this incredible enlightened person, I think, is, a, is a, she's so amazing. Do you mind if I share about this? Yes, please, please. Okay. So there is this Chinese lady that I have met. I met her some, like, maybe eight, nine years ago. And she, her life put her into certain situations where 
she uh since she was very little she has the ability of be able to see inside your body wow so she looks at you <laughs> and then let's say you had three pills and then so she said oh those three pills that you had not good they're they're not and then she looks at your blood she looks at your nervous system wow. she looks at if you um let's say you were to have a cell of cancer she will say you there's probably a possibility there so you better take care of this and uh, there i see some cancer maybe because of your mom had cancer or wow. things like that or lyme disease or any any uh disease so uh or anything that is happening to your body is like the most amazing thing so uh being able so she's coming to this week the training she's coming here to do pk and so I was just taking her pulse to see what treatments we were going to do. So to, well, besides one thing I want to talk about her is that she has the ability of calling the divine. And you're not probably going to believe this, but maybe you do. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> She's able to call the divine and ask for um, the herbs that you need. And they will appear in her hand. I've heard of this through the experiences that you have directed certain clients to go to her. And I've, I've, I'm a total believer, even though I haven't experienced myself. That is radical. <laughs> yeah, it's so incredible. So uh, so she's here doing PK. So wow. I, yeah, she's doing PK with me. So I was just taking the polls because of COVID. I've just been seeing people through uh, virtual and then just reading the tongue, which we learned to read the tongue. But Thank you to COVID, I've got <clears throat> much better to read the tongue now, <laughs> besides the polls. With a, with a blurry camera sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I have people, what I do is I have people send me pictures of the tongue mm. prior, that morning off. So then I can really see what is happening. And then from there, I, li I look at the tongue and then I do the consultations. And I'm like, oh, what is going on with your stomach or what is going with your your Whatever, whatever is the situation that I see, your adrenals, your kidneys, your, and then, uh, so being able to take the pulse again today is just uh, so magical. It's really so magical. It's like I don't, I didn't have to rely on the tongue to just see in the pulse and see what I was going to do. It was really amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. It, it is so, potent and it goes so deep. Um, when I first started to learn, I was merely just trying to feel for the different types of elements because I was just learning. Um, mm -hmm. But it's so amazing how practitioners can feel for what organs are out of balance with the, with the pulse. I would love to hear more from you. What other findings that you, intuitive findings that you have with the pulse? Well, I'll tell you this story. This is a fantastic story. I'm a doctor lad taking a class on, uh, on mother, mother and babies. I love mother baby and we have a incredible mother baby program. And so we were taking this class and I was, I brought one of my girls to study with me and, uh, and I took her pulse and I'm like, she pregnant, but she's only, she hasn't even gotten her period or missed her period. Right. I'm sorry. She hasn't even missed her period. And I'm like, she's pregnant, but I want and then Dr. Ladd took her pulse and, and, but didn't say anything. So I was like, okay. But they were about to give us these herbs. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you cannot take this herb if you are pregnant. So, um, so I just said to her, can you please ask Dr. Ladd if you are pregnant? <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like, yeah. And so he went and asked Master, uh, Dr. Ladd and Dr. Ladd, I think you are. Pregnant and yeah, she was pregnant. So wow, yeah. So that was an incredible experience on that. Um, what else I see? I just with the polls, I see things that it happen to you emotionally. Sometimes I get downloads where I see things, and then I ask you, "Is this happening to you, Rachel?" And so they like you go like, "How do you know?" Or they go like, "Well, you are like like a psychic or something." <laughs> Like, no, it's in your pulse, it's there. And that's the same. If you have, uh, if you had done, read the, the pulse from like Monahar or, or Triguna or any of the badges, 
they will know so many things about your life just touching your pulse. So I guess because I'm practicing so, I've been doing this for 30 years now, uh, all these things just start to come much easier where you take the pulse and it's really easy to find out what things are in balance. In a, in a, but what I like to do is spend literally when I do a consultation, 15, 20 minutes just on the pulse and see what wow. I feel. Yeah. yeah. And so images will come and things will. Wow. So then I will ask the person, yeah. To me, that part is the most fascinating part of the consultation because you really, you, the first time you could be touching them hand in hand and you really get to connect with that person on that intuitive level. And like you said, of course, in Ayurvedic consultations, there's diagnostics so you can check what's going on with digestion and sleep and energy and the three pillars. But when you have that like subliminal level of tapping into the intuition, like there's stuff with the pulse, like you want to be able to predict, like, for example, having a baby, like you would need that connection. That's incredible. Yeah. There's something that, oh, I don't know, but uh, that cannot see it through the tongue. You can only see it in the pulse. Yeah. Like oh. that connection that you're talking about is so true. Mm. So how did you start to become fascinated with Panchakarma specifically? Because in Ayurveda, as you know, there's so many different ways that you can go into, but what really spoke to you about Panchakarma? I love doing giving Panchakarma to people. I love doing the Abhyanga, love touching them. I love, and, and it's just like if you work with me and I'm, you're doing Abhyanga, just like my hands go where and then they go like how do you know I have this right here it's just like my hands are guided to there so it is uh, uh I just I then so it was something that I discovered because of my spiritual awakening like before I used to like like give a massage to someone like here let me help you with your neck but it was not something that I was thinking that I was gonna do as a career no um so it it's just uh it was just came to, to the, like the panchakarma and, and one of the things with the panchakarma is like every time you do the treatments to someone um it's just to see the transformation of just with one treatment the person that came in to the person that comes out after those three hours of treatment three or four hours of treatment they are two totally different people it's i i agree i would have to say the transformation is what I crave and when I do my own panchakarmas, but also when I see people go through transformations and I have Scorpio on my Vedic chart. So I, I feel like it's that, that like really craves to see like just that, that deep, that depth that happens of mind, body, soul, just completely changing someone. What aspect of panchakarma do you feel like? And of course you can't really choose, but if one where you feel the most connected with, and maybe just in this moment, um, which aspect would that be? You are talking about the aspect of panchakarma? Yes. Because it's hard to say one because it's a whole. So it's, it's, it, is, it is hard to say one or the other or this or that because I see it as a whole and it's a part of, of, of like if I, you come and I'm going to take you to, to one of the rooms and I'm going to work on you, I, I'm not just going to work on your hand that is hurting. I'm going to work on your whole entire body. And that's what's so beautiful to see also the people sometimes like crying for no reason, just like tears coming out for, for just no reason. So that kind of transformation is really, uh, so and it becomes because of you did Abhyanga and when you see the person transcending and, and, and you do the Abhyanga and you see their like, so because sometimes when you shoot around the Abhyanga, you can see their fingers moving or you can see, certain parts of the limbs or the head or the eyes or, or, and then you start moving without the person even knowing because you know they are transcending. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I was thinking that when I got my first Shiro Dara experience and which is such a transcendental experience because the, it's still beyond me when I think about it, just pouring oil over the third eye and the head, how, deeply immersive that you you get into your body and mind like you just go places and like immediately and I was always thinking I wonder what the technician is experiencing from that third eye from that 
high level view of witnessing them going through that transformation. So I'd love to hear if you recall any specific transformations with clients that you were like, wow, that was fascinating. Well, <laughs> I tell you this case that I have. It was this lady that is like really connected, <laughs> but <laughs> she, I started on the Shirodara and literally she started talking in tongues. No way. But she doesn't remember. Then after she doesn't remember anything. And she starts saying all these things and moving her body in a way that I would just like, like if I could want to move this way, I will not be able to. There was like the way she was moving. Wow. It was so incredible. And the things that she told me, she started telling things about my past life during the Shudara. Wow. About your past life? Yes. I, and, and I was like, and at the beginning, I was kind of afraid because of the movements and the whole thing. And then I had to stop the oil because the oil was going everywhere. But then she would continue in this, and then she will go back. But she was not there. That was the only Shiodara that I recall that it was kind of, no, I have other ones where people move too a lot with the wow. Kundalini the energy moves and really? you, the whole body. It was a lady that was totally like that. Wow. <laughs> like literally shakes the whole body and, and you are so quiet and do it and so peaceful. And then suddenly these movements and it's because you're coming to very deep parts of the energy of this person's body. So, uh, yeah, the most, one of the most amazing ones was that one. <laughs> wow. You have the most radical experiences. I, this is mind blowing. I, I that's so interesting because I always thought with kundalini activations, I think of it in the classic way of, oh, breath work and a kundalini practice and mantra base. But I didn't even think about when you're actually in that treatment, there is so much emotional release that happens that the blockages clear in the chakras. And for you to like witness that happening and for them to have that kundalini awakening is crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Wow. But now I'm used to it. So if that happens and I'm like, okay, that's what's happening. I just have to just <laughs> be careful. But that's what's happening. Yeah. Wow. Just another day in the life. <laughs> just another day. Uh, I have a guy that had a whole trip on. Uh, he went to the pyramids. And then he just after wow. that, he said, I went to the pyramids and I saw the pyramids and I went inside the pyramids and um, the, the whole astrological kind of story about it. This is wow. really, and I've, I have people that said they see, they see angels. And when I think about like astral traveling too, it's a part of your soul, like conscious, your consciousness is projected in a different dimension. And that's so cool for you to be able to witness that this person is still like in their physical body, but yet their consciousness is leaving and going to different dimensions. And then for their soul's healing, that could be like a past life regression that maybe they need to heal or even just um, like coming back to their soul's home. Have you had anyone talk about um, different dimensions that they've gone into besides um, Egypt? Yeah, I. Th there is people that see angels, like I said, and they see all their beings. They say they say they went to a place that it was so peaceful mm -hmm. and so that the light was so different and the the way the people look it was different. So a lot of people have, not a lot, but some people do have this kind of experiences. Um, but people don't talk too much about it. Some people do, but yeah, yeah, but they don't. They go like, "Oh, that was amazing." Yeah, yeah, I imagine because it's also really personal for them at, at the same time. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of shifting the conversation over, and I know you've kind of just been doing your consultations online, but what has been the overall theme? Cause I often find like in the collective, we're always moving through a common imbalance or common yeah, physical diseases. What have you been noticing as the collective, what the collective has been needing to heal? As COVID has moved more farther into everyone, like at the middle of the year, you could do the emotional for everyone. It was, it was really, yeah. really, and stomach, obviously, that's the part, the digestive system of a lot of people of digestive system uh, was starting to not be okay. Because, you know, it's, okay. it's your main, your main, if you don't have your digestion well, 
the rest of the body is not going to work well. Yeah. So I would say digestive and emotional. I would say those were the things that I saw the most with people. Yeah. I imagine because there's such a grief that everyone was going through and having a process. And and of course, with all the other emotions and things that popped up, was there a specific dosha that you find that tends to be out of balance? What is, it's a very, very nice question. Because I will say most of the time before I was seeing more of a lot of vata because people were moving so much. And now we're starting to see a lot of pita. Mm. So I was starting to see more, more and more pita uh, with some, with kapha too, because people were not moving as much. Wow. People now were doing so many, so many things. So they were not going out and, and, and the fear. Ah, that's the other thing I had. A lot of uh, kidney uh, UTIs mm. with women. Lots of UTIs. Lots and lots of UTIs. Which I was so surprised. Got to a point that I was just like making a lot of herbs. Very, very. Because it was becoming like a thing with UTIs. Wow. Which is, makes sense because it's just fear. You know, kidneys oh. are kidneys are just, as, just your fear. It's just fear that you want to... Uh, needs to work out in order to be able to. And I also guess because being inside the house, maybe you have, uh, you are eating things that normally you would have not. Totally. Eat. I don't know. I don't, for me, it was the same because I was in the house pretty much all the time working uh, with the clients. So it wasn't that much of a change for me. It, the change was that I wasn't able to touch people. <laughs> that was hard not be able to touch people and love people because I love what I do so not being able to do this so when uh, I did a couple couple weeks I did this panchakarma on on this lady it was so amazing to be able to do it it's, it's so incredible so satisfying right. and so uh, rewarding uh. I, I love you speaking about it and I just love speaking with anyone who's so passionate about it because it just totally like it flows through you like it just it it lights up the room it's, it's amazing <laughs> to hear I I do find that so fascinating because I would say about 90% of the clients that I see always have a vata imbalance because of this stress-induced world and the chaos and people have lack of routine and they're used to being on their toes um, and that's so interesting that you have shifted to see more of the pizza imbalance. I can understand the kapha because we're standing still and I kind of have my, my own thoughts on why it might be pitta, but why do you think that it has shifted into this pitta um, imbalance for some? I guess because after a while that you are like moving, the vata imbalance that we talked about at the beginning, you know, like, oh, you have them phone here and it's like walking on the phone and then, uh, all the way that people uh, go alive every day. Um, and then just being inside, uh, and then just, it's like you are being in a way in a jail. Uh, you cannot go out. You cannot go and see your friends. You cannot receive love. You cannot give hugs. You cannot, and just, and then the fact, it's just, I think it's just trying to make people really, um, not happy. So they, therefore, Pita is going to be aggravated yeah. and eating the wrong foods, you know, and the wrong time probably because a lot of people are starting to wake up later uh, because they didn't need to. A lot of people were overwhelmed. That's the other thing I saw, overwhelming of parents with the kids. Yes. That was very, very overwhelming for a lot of the clients. It was, it was really hard. Uh, it is still. There's still a lot of schools that are not. They don't taking the kids to school. So. Wow. So I think that makes people, I guess, aggravation, you know, totally. and then the pita is going to be in balance. Totally. Um, that's so exciting that you're just starting to see clients again. And um, the Santa Monica location at the proper hotel opens up next week. Is that correct? April 1st. Yeah. April 1st. Wow. Um, so how has that process been navigating this new location, like during the times of COVID? Well, this is like uh, um, we built it. We were supposed to open April last year. No, actually November of 2019. Oh, wow. But then 
the construction wasn't ready, that, you know, everything with construction sometimes is said, okay. So then it's going to be in January, in February, and then March, then in April, then COVID came. So they actually finished all of it during COVID. So because construction can continue. So, but really the building sat here mm-hmm. with everything. Uh, not, there was no furniture yet, but the building, the office was ready. The front desk was there. The front part of the store is going to be ready. The rooms were ready, but there was not really nothing happening. So now that we come and then it's just finding all these things that it would have been more smooth if we would have done it, you know, with the contractors that this doesn't work and this doesn't work and this works and this should be like this and this should be because it's been a year. So they were like, no, this is close. We're done with this project. Um, so working through all that, it's just been a challenge. But I think we're going to be able to pull it out and put everything okay. I'm, but space, Kelly Wurzler, that she's the designer, uh, just, it's stunning. It's really, really beautiful. It's so beautiful. The work that she did and, and, and the store is just really, really beautiful. Wow. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also curious to know, so kind of going back to your story and when you were just learning all your Vedic knowledge, when was that moment where you decided to open up your own spa and to do treatments in this, in this grander scale? Again, was life (laughs) because, um, okay. I graduated. And after I graduated, I came, they asked me if I could come to the Maharishi clinic that it was on sunset. You know where the Yogananda, have you been down yes. there? Okay. Yes. So next to it, there is a building. And then after that uh-huh. building, there is today the Waldorf School. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, that was the TM Center, the Waldorf School. Oh. And there was a clinic there. So that's, I came there to to train people for six weeks wow during those six weeks i met my husband and and then they closed the marriage clinic and then we were we uh we were going to move we moved in the palisades which i opened surya there um there was a teacher that used to live under my house and then the owner of the house called and said this yoga teacher is moving out are you interested in this place and then I said, um, I, I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. And then I just said, okay. My mom said, just do it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And then I opened it. So then I opened. And, but when I went to see that house, the, the funny thing with this house is like, we went to see this house and I was looking from the outside where Surya was. And I was looking from that side and I, I just like felt it in my heart that that was going to be an Ayurveda place. Yeah. But then they called, they called us and said, no, you didn't get the place. Someone else rented it. I was like, okay. So the person that was renting the house decided not to rent it. But the owner, the, the people that it was taking care of, the, 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 the lease, had our phone number. Uh, and all the people that were going to rent our phone number, he threw it away because he already rented it. Right. But then this guy said no. And then he started looking for our number and he couldn't find it to call me and see if you wanted the house again. And then he went to take the trash can and he took the trash can and the pa- the paper where my name was fell off. No way. Yeah. And then he <laughs> called me and I said, okay. So I went and looked at it again. And then <laughs> like literally a month after I was in the house, the teacher said she didn't want to leave anymore. Then I took the place and then I opened Surya. Wow. I mean, I would expect nothing less than the most serendipitous <laughs> thing to happen for you opening up the spa, but that is, again, just a crazy story. <laughs> and then again, I opened Surya, and literally a month after I opened Surya, the LA Times called me and said, can we do an article on you? Wow. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Come do it. Yeah. But I, I was not even prepared to what an article in the LA Times about Ayurveda was. And they made two pages, full pages of, wow. of Ayurveda. Um, and 
And that article was kind of the beginning of, of Surya. Wow. I was, I was going to ask, that was going to be my next question was going to ask, like, how did you, did you already have that clientele before at the clinic that you were working at? No, no, no. I just opened it. I had no clientele. It's just like, it's just the the support. It's like the support that I have uh, to, to bring Ayurveda and the, the being able to be here at proper now. And this has been kind of my, my dream of being able to have a place because when I started, I was like, what do you do? Ayurveda. What is that? Yoga. Have you heard about yoga? No. So 30 years ago, people don't know what Ayurveda was or what yoga was. Um, we actually, I started with Shiva Ray. Mm. Uh, uh, when Shiva Ray came and did like the first Panchakarmas, it was amazing wow. because she, because Shiva Ray was, uh, it, it was, I wanted, I want to be more flexible. Can you, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will do, we will do the panchakarmas with her. And it was, it was so, it was so amazing. Uh, the support with that. So with being in that community and, and the LA times, the support was there. And then it just like, and then you came and did panchakarma and then they were like, Oh, your friend, I like, Oh, you should go and do this. And then, totally. and that's how it worked. Like, because I didn't do any advertising or anything, so I was in the house, so I couldn't do it. And then, so every, every time I wanted to be able to have a place where people can come and know what Ayurveda is and, and now being that proper, finally being able to do this and not being able to, because before I have to basically hide because you are not allowed to do this in a residential area. So it was very difficult always uh, to have the clients come to the house and the neighbors be okay with it. Um, so being able to offer now the proper that we are going to do classes, and that's my idea, to do classes and to do yoga classes, the Surya Dosha class, and then do the Panchakarma, and, and then do in the front, we're going to do the oil bar, we're going to have all the different oils and different herbs and different essential oils. So you come and then <clears throat> according to what is happening, we make your oil. We, we, you basically, we have the oil, the herbs and the oil, and then we'll cook it for you the Ayurvedic way. Wow. And then we send it to you. If otherwise you can come and pick it up. And then at the end you can put the essential oils and then just take it home. I mean, it's just an, an, absolute ayurvedic dream how did you i how did you start to going from the spot and having this dream of doing that how did you start to come up with all these other ideas like oil bar that's a dream (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know uh we were thinking okay we opened the store and put the oils and 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 it just i don't know it just came wow it just just came that idea of of doing that with the different doshas and having all the different combination of the herbs with the different doshas. Yeah. And I'd love to hear more about what kind of classes you're going to have at the spa. Well, um, I really, um, well, the mother baby is one for doulas and I wanted to do a doula Ayurvedic class. uh, And then we do the mother baby for uh, train people to go on to the, the mother baby two months after they have the babies for the 40 days. We are going to do just normal Ayurvedic cooking classes. Um, Beautiful. Yoga classes. Uh, we have an incredible astrologer. I was talking to Master Sang, uh, actually last night and I asked her if she will do some classes here for the community. And she was wow. really happy to do that. Um, so she said that she will come like two days and then and then then after that she will do sessions for people who are wanted to see her one-on-one um yeah like want to bring people i have this incredible person that i met that i've made through through this year uh from colombia that she studied with the mayas and then she has all this knowledge i would love wow. to bring her and teach people about it all about the nawales i then we, I work with Michael Norris in, in astrology. Have you heard about him? No, I have not. Does he he's do in, astrology? He's a Vedic astrologer, and he's he's also incredible. Wow. So 
Uh, yeah, just open different things of knowledge for the community. And then uh, do the sound bass that we did like, like last year. We did some in here. And the whole, it was so amazing. The ballroom, every, the, it wow. was like everyone laying down. It was so wow. beautiful. It was so beautiful. We had like, uh, I don't know, maybe a hundred people. It was like, you couldn't even put one more person. It was like, at oh. some point I had to basically stand up to give my space to someone. So do the sound bath again. It's something that I want to do. That it will be so amazing. Wow. That's so amazing and inspiring. I mean, just at least just starting to have an Ayurvedic spa in a place where still people know Ayurveda so much more now because of you and that precedent that you set. And it's so beautiful to hear your vision for the future and how you want to keep on spreading Ayurveda in all these different ways. Cause there's so many different ways besides Panchakarma, like astrology and sound healing and taking them through the Mayas. Like there's so much there. It's, it's absolutely incredible and so inspiring, especially um, for young practitioners like us to see like what is possible. I feel like so expanded. So thank you so much. I'm so, so excited. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) To check out the spa finally um, and make it there. And and I just heard the most, like you mentioned, I couldn't even put into words those transformations, but I have heard that everyone has these metaphysical experiences that are so transformative. Um, No other way really to say it than that. So thank you so much for the work that you do. No, you're welcome. I really do it with my heart. So it's like really amazing. I feel that. I like to say, I wake up every day and it's not like, oh, no, it's like, oh, who's coming? And what is that? Do I want to do it? And what I'm going to do? What are I going to use? And how this plant is going to help me? And what bath I'm going to, that's another thing I'm doing right now that I want to do baths because I have two baths here and then I have all this knowledge that I got from uh, from my grandmother, again, uh, on different herbs and baths. So uh, I've, the other day I had a mom and I took one of the baths and made it for her. Oh. And it was so transformative. Wow. It was so amazing. Yeah. Are you saying having that as a service? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. With all the flowers and, and then you boil them and it's just like, it's just really nice. And if, now that it's been raining, I've been collecting uh, water from the rain. Oh my God. To make the oils and to make the baths. Wow. So it's so different when you use that, that water. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh, I bet. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is next level. You have so much Vata expansive ideas. Like it just like pops out of you. <laughs> <laughs> It's so beautiful. Um, Okay, to finish um, off, I know our listeners just love you so much and want to hear more about you. So I would love to hear what are your current Ayurvedic practices and what does that look like in a world that can be so busy for you right now? Well, right now I'm I'm doing, I actually started two weeks ago where I'm doing a mantra for three months. before the sun rises, hmm. uh, I'm doing the Lalita, Lalita Devi, which is the Tripura Sundari yes. mantra. So I'm doing that for three months uh, every morning. So I do half of the mantras looking at the yantra that I have in my house. I have huge yantra. yantra. So I do that. So I do... 54 of the mantras with my eyes closed, with my eyes open first, and then I do 54 with my eyes closed. You don't understand how this this is another level too that has been so incredible uh, of repeating the mantra and having this experience of when you close your eyes, the jantra the appearing to your eyes. Yes. Have you experienced that? Yes, I did. I, so I did the Sri Yantra um, meditation last summer and I did it for the 90 days too. And looking at the yantra for um, half the time and then closing my eyes, it's crazy how it's, it's so like imprinted in, your, in yeah. your mind's eye. Yeah. And, and the buzz that you feel after that, it's like, you feel like you're in a, like, yes. in a different state. <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> Maybe think of it we are crazy, but it is really incredible. It's wow. really incredible how you feel. Yeah. It takes, it takes such commitment too. Cause I'm the type where it's like 90 days, like, 
oh gosh, you know, I like to take things in strides and in pieces. So I kind of had to like yeah. break it down like, oh, I'll start for a month and I'll see how it goes. But it's, it's so powerful to, to really do it through the whole 90 days. I'm sure as you've done before. But there's something that when you started, well, at the beginning when you have to learn the mantra, it's a little, a little bit more difficult. But once you learn the mantra and then it flows, yeah. it's, 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 an, it's an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what happens to your life through the day too, after you start doing these kind of practices. Right. And then just before that, I wanted to, to do some other things. So I was working with this, this shaman from, uh, from the Mayan, from Colombia. And I, and I was doing the, the seven codes from the Andes. Oh, tell me more. I haven't heard about that. That's so incredible. So it, there is this, uh, tribe, the, the Keros that came, uh, to, they, the things that they can do is incredible. It's really amazing. So they have the seven codes to be able to have, uh, so that everybody should practice. And, and the, 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 the first one is, the name is Casual. And then the casual, then that one, you have to go to a mountain and then have someone with you where you go and scream, I am Marta Sofer. So like you are presenting yourself to, to the world and saying, I'm here. So it's right. all about respecting the earth, understanding the earth, understanding that the plants are plants and they, they understand you and they give you and the trees. And then so you go there and then you hug that person but you're hugging yourself not the person oh so and then they have all the different codes on things that you do to make your life better and the things that that i've learned from that it was really amazing how do you how do you bring that into your practice oh so uh so you decide so you you put so then you do quarantenas with this so you do the the quarantine with that so you do 40 days on this and then, so 40 days that you, for example, take, um, what I did is I had to take, um, a stone or whatever it is that I was going to offer. So then I had to look what animal, what color of the stone was. And then every day I had to take whatever color of flower that I needed to do. If I was asking something with love, I would do pink or red. Um, then I will do quartz. So, and then the earth likes, uh, according to them, likes a lot of the quartz. So then, then you put a piece of the quartz and the flower. And then if you wanted something sweet, then the earth likes sweetness. So you will do some honey or some chocolate or some candy. Mm-hmm. And, and then you put your, your breath to it. So you blow, mm-hmm. you put your breath and you put coca leaf too, which I had some. And then you put it and you put your breath to it. And then you blow the breath and you put the breath into it. And then you open a hole. And then you put this offer into inside the, the ground every day. Wow. For this thing that you want. Or, or and in this case, I was wanting something for my family mm-hmm. uh, to change in my family. And, and it's like even day, day 25, day 30, I was seeing the results already happening. Wow. It was so powerful. It was so amazing. So every day I did that. So is that more of a manifestation technique in your Mayan culture? Yes. It, uh, there's different things. So it depends on what you want to do. And then you do, then when you start that, you start it with whatever the animal, because they have 20 animals. So whatever we have uh, in, in each one of our, our joints, we have different animals in their in there so like i have the spider which is funny because i have my spider on my left toe mm. and i was beaten by a brown recluse in that foot whoa that was a whole experience that 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 was an incredible experience being beaten by that spider it was i was a year wow. and a half of of really hard things happening but the things that i've learned from that it was because that spider is very strong uh, the things that happens to your body when that beats you but then I bite you and then when I got beaten uh master son called me and I said that animal that spider that beat you is a as a poison and you must come and I should help you wow and then I went and then she just put the hands like this I was wearing white 
and then she was taking the poison where the spider was going. And you will see the blood coming out. It was really amazing. It was an incredible experience. And you didn't tell her that you got bit by the spider? No, no. She called and said, you got to come. Wow. You got to come because that spider beat you. That spider is not a good spider. I literally took a year uh, and, to and be where? able to be totally healed. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Because, what? you know, the brown recluse, what it does is, uh, is that okay that I share this now? Yes, please do. Yeah. Uh, but the, the brown recluse, so it, this is my little finger. So it beat me right here. So the next day, I thought it was like, oh, something beat me. I was like, I'll, I'll be fine. But the next day, there was a lot of um, bumps filled mm-hmm. with water. And I was like, oh, it's fine. So then I started putting turmeric. And I put chilajit and I put, uh, because it was not going away. So I put chilajit and thank you to those herbs. Right. Uh, it was because it just starts to eat your skin. Starts wow. to eat your, it feels necrosis. It starts to be, and it starts to eat everything. So then I start putting that and it starts to come out. And then, so think about this is my food. It started to go all around. It was all around. At some point in the middle, I had like blisters that would turn black. Oh and goodness. the skin falling, yeah, took a year oh to goodness. to be able to get rid of that. But thank you to Chilajet and the clays and the turmeric that wow. took me over because I will get better and then it will come back and I will get better and it will come back until so, finally it was done. And where did you get bit by the spider? The spider was inside my shoe. Oh, when you were putting on your shoes? I was actually I I play I. And at that time, I was playing a lot of tennis. And then right by the end of that, um, right by the end of, of the, my class, I felt like, oh, it's burning, like something burned. But I was having so much fun that I was like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> and then when I got home and I started working, that I took my shoes to do panchakarma. And then I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, it's red. Wow. But then again, I thought it was nothing. And then the next day, I'm like, okay, there's not nothing. I got it. And then I had the call, phone call from my Master Sang. And then, I, okay, I'm going. Wow. <laughs> I got to take care of it. Wow. That, <laughs> the, these stories are so fascinating. It's, it's really wild. But it really helps to expand our listeners to see like what's possible, especially like it, you bring tangibility to the me- to the metaphysical world that like otherwise it would just be these own esoteric experiences, but they're real. And you, you throughout your whole life, I think it was so beautiful. The pieces that you've always felt the divine within you and you've always connected to that part of your soul. And that has led you through everything that led you to the TM that led you to Ayurveda. It led you through finding your husband. It led you to starting Surya Spa. Like, and I just, I feel that so deeply within you that, that pure love and divinity. So thank you so much for the work that you do and just, for being your beautiful self. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to get into um, your spot. It sounds absolutely divine, especially the oil bar and all the bath rituals and everything that you have. Um, Is there any other, um, if, if you were to leave our listeners with one note of motivation right now, anything that comes to mind, because you're so intuitive, um, what would you say to them? Pretty much what I say to my clients, if you, uh, that one thing of motivation is follow the little routines that Ayurveda recommends, which is do your Abhyanga every day. Do the dry brushing. If you don't do it every day, do it at least three times a week. You know, uh, just doing those two things, it, it just really of all the things that Ayurveda recommends and meditating. <laughs> that's one very important. If you do those three things, your life is is so different, so different physically, emotionally, mentally, and any in every way. Just something that I want everyone to do, because mm. it really changes your life. And I've seen so many people transformed by that. I love that. That's perfect. That's what I love about Ayurveda. It makes it so simple, and it's these simple things can really just change your life if you just have consistency with it. That's so perfect. Yeah. It's like treating your, your body as a temple, you know? Mm. So if I eat this, will this be, would I put this in my temple? No, think about it. You know, drink it or not, drink it or put it or not. Like really respect a little bit more and see 
what these things are going to do to you later. No? Totally. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much for your wisdom and inspiration. This was so inspiring. I can't wait for myself to re-listen to it and hear all your transformative (laughs) stories. And I know our listeners are just going to love it. Um, And yeah, that's all the time we have for today. But thank you so much. No, thank you. And for the work that you do, like I, I know I've, I've said thank you a lot, but truly you are such a light and I can feel your energy, even though we're not in the same room together. It's such a joy to be around you and your passion and inspiration is, is so needed. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Um, awesome. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. The same to you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Mm, this episode was so good. I hope you felt the magnetic energy from Martha as she spoke. She is just has so much wisdom in her, but the passion. I love, love partnering and collaborating with other Ayurvedic experts when they're so passionate because you really feed off that energy and it shows you what's possible. It expands you. So we would love for you to rate and review this podcast and this episode and most importantly, share it with those who you think that would really enjoy it, especially for any of your friends who have been dabbling in Ayurveda and maybe want to learn more about Pachakarma and cleansing. The benefits are just astronomical. It's truly you're a different person from day one to the end of the cleanse. And you get to choose the greatest part about what Surya Spa does specifically and Panchakarmas now in the West is that they make it modernized so that it could really fit within your schedule. And I am so excited. I'm booking my appointment at Surya Spa and I'm going to immerse myself in all the beauty that they have there. So if that is accessible to you to book an appointment, a consultation, please do so. And you can also get her bread if you don't live in LA and don't plan to be making a trip anytime soon. And she's also going to have all those fun classes too, which I'm going to be on a lookout for. And I'll definitely post about it when I'm going to go to one. So, so many ways to connect with Martha and her pure genius And we are just so excited for you to continue on your Ayurvedic journey. Thanks for listening, everyone. Spring is the perfect time to cleanse. You can see this around you in nature with everything that's coming to bloom. And it's also the start of the new beginning of an astrological year. And so that's why we are so excited to offer all of you our new chakra cleanse. We have run cleanses in the past, but it's been more based in the physical body and we realized that biggest transformation for people happened spiritually and energetically so we wanted to hone in on that and really offer that as its own separate program so stay tuned we're opening up the chakra cleanse sign up very soon in the meantime you can get on our waitlist at soulfulveda.com chakra dash cleanse dash waitlist we will see you in there we are so excited